ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge podcast. The podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. I am your host this episode, John, and I'm joined by one of the two men you know and love. He is the Captain Price to my soap, McTavish. It is Andrew, who will henceforth be known as Chaz for the remainder of this episode. And we are joined in the lounge today by our friends, the Friendly Neighborhood Gamers, that is Andrew Kimball and Dylan Wren. How are we doing tonight, everybody? Great. Yes. Can't complain. That's <laughs> good, good, good. Awesome. Good, good, good. That's awesome. Yes, we have the Friendly Neighborhood Gamers joining us this week. I got to guest host on their show as of this recording that happened last week. Um, and they were nice enough to say, hey, this was good. Let's do this on your show. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So I want to start here. Fellas, what's the weather like in Mississippi right now? Uh, rainy and hot, although not as hot as it has been. It's actually like we would call this borderline pleasant weather, I feel like, <laughs> at this point. So Yeah, the rain has cooled things down a little bit. So instead of being, you know... 95 to 98 with you know 100 humidity now it's like 88 with 100 humidity well chaz can attest to this this past week in maryland it's been cooler um it's been so much better last week was absolutely balls hot and this week has finally cooled down to where you can go outside before 10 a.m and not feel like you're in a sauna so (laughs) (laughs) i'm jealous sounds nice yeah Right. Sounds nice. We'll be there in about November, probably. Uh, Don't be. It'll be gone by next week for us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Dylan, I have a question for you. How goes the moving process? Are all boxes, uh, have they they been gone through yet? Are you still moving? Uh, Everything everything that's getting unpacked, at least for the time being, has been unpacked. I've still got to move a few little things around and figure out where I'm storing them temporarily. But for the most part, it is uh, it is much less hectic than it was last time or when we had you on our show, uh, because I think I had moved like either that earlier that day or like. Yeah, it was literally that day, I think you said. So (laughs) So. that's awesome. Well, gentlemen, I'm so happy that you guys are here. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And we will get the show started proper with our first question of the night. And that is, what you drinking? So, Andrew, or should I say effing Andrew, (laughs) I'm going to start with you first. What's your poison this evening, bud? Man, tonight I've just got a classic Yingling that I'm drinking over here. Just the it's actually the Yingling light. Ooh, uh, nice. You know, trying to watch my figure. So <laughs> just a, a basic tried and true, you know, light uh decent beer. When it's summertime down here, like we're talking about how hot it is, I tend to to lean more towards just your your loggers you know, pilsners, things like that. But uh, come the winter time is when I like to bust out a stout or something like that. It just Hell it yeah. feels kind of gross to drink something like that when it's this hot outside to me. So I just <laughs> go for something light and refreshing. So that's where I'm at tonight. Nice, nice. Dylan, how about you, bud? What's your poison? I am drinking uh, Fubor uh, Brewing Company beer. Uh, it's a brewing company out of 
New Orleans, um, which is about an hour from us down here. Uh, just a premium lager. Um, nice. So it's uh, it's good. Um, the same same sort of thing like with Andrew. Um, I'm not looking for anything super heavy when it's this hot down here. So yeah. Um, but it's you know I like supporting nice local to us breweries if I can. So how do you spell that? F A U B O U R G. So, wow. But yeah. It's Fabur. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever had any of their beer. <laughs> uh, you might have, like, my dad stocked it here. Okay. Uh, Maybe I've had for it some party. once or twice. So you may have had some, but yeah. That needs to be a final answer on Wheel of Fortune, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, uh, it, I, Looking at it, I was like, I am not 100% on how to pronounce this, but yeah, French, you know, Fabour. Sure. So. What's what's the ABV on that, Dylan? It is a 4.8, I believe. Nice. Not bad. Uh, not bad. Yeah. 4.8. So um, solid, solid beer. Nice. And Chaz, what are you pursing your lips with this evening? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm still thinking of Faborg and how that is definitely going to be the the spelling B eliminator for several sixth graders. <laughs> um, I, I actually have uh, an MGD. Of course. Well, because I have been going through everything in my little refrigerator and most of which is running out. I have not stocked it up in a while. So um, because my wife is expecting, mm-hmm. I am the only one drinking. So I'm <laughs> drinking her white claws and all of the other trulies <laughs> and shit that's in the fridge. So, uh, I'm saving the good stuff for the good company and not just the lonely nights. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here I am with an MGD with you guys. I think this is the first time on the show we're actually mentioning that uh, Chaz's wife, Emily, is expecting. So yes, yes. hooray for yes. you guys. Congratulations. That is that is awesome. It'll be his first child. We don't know if I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle yet. Okay. We don't know what the sex of the child is. So Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So as for me, I'm I'm double dipping tonight, gentlemen. Um, I have yeah. So <laughs> I have a uh, Seagram's Seven Honey Lemonade. It's um, it's a it's about two ounces of Seagram's Seven Crown Dark Honey and about three to four ounces of lemonade. I think okay. I probably got my inversions mixed up. I did way more whiskey than lemonade. <laughs> so <laughs> it is very heavy but it's uh it's very good nice and then i'm double dipping with a beer this is one i mentioned on the last episode so this is brewed at flying dog um brewery which is out of frederick maryland and this is their um it's called the powerhouse which is the imperial pilsner it's an eight percent um it's a little heavy but it's kind of got some cool nice citrus flavors um it's really good i'm digging it um it's an eight percent, so it's doing its work. Gonna say I'm curious to see if there's a difference between the beginning of the show and the end of the show. <laughs> there's a lot more slurring towards the end of the show. Yeah. There'll be a lot of slurring the words. It's not like double Jack dipping over there. <laughs> yeah. Right on. All right, that'll do it for the what you drinking portion. We'll get into what you're playing. So, Dylan, I'm going to start with you first. What have you sure. been playing over the last week or so, man? Um, 
I have been playing a few different games. Um, one of the ones that I am working through um, slowly is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, um, nice. So uh, it was on like a deep discount um, in the yeah. Xbox store a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago at this point. Yeah, something like that. It was like their summer sale. Yeah. Um, have since learned that they were probably heavily discounting it because they were about to put it on Game Pass for free. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yep. but snookered <laughs> still not super upset that I bought it because I think it was like 15 bucks for like a, it's a good game. I, I've been enjoying it. Like, I, I don't remember what exactly came out around it that like it kind of just got overshadowed. Um, but it like I remember seeing it get pretty decent reviews when it came out and being like, oh, I should check that out. And then like two, you two, three years later, it's finally like, oh, I guess I will check that out now. Um, so it, it's been fun. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Destiny 2. Um, the this season of Destiny is ending and the next one's getting ready to ramp up next Wednesday, Tuesday, something yeah. like that. Um, so I'm trying to hammer out a few last little things that I wanted to do with this season before it goes away. Um, Dig it. I've been playing a little bit of deep rock galactic. Um, I just kind of installed it on a whim um, because it was like three gigs. Um, Yeah. It is scratching the itch that like that. And one of the other games I'm playing that I'll talk about in a second have been scratching the itch that I was hoping that back for blood would scratch um, because I, I kind of wanted the sort of left for dead ish objective E exploration kind of thing. Um, and deep rock galactic is scratching that because the, the concept is you're like dwarves that go into uh, an asteroid or something or a planet. Yeah. You mine some stuff or they have like seven or eight different like objectives that you can do. And you're getting like swarmed by like starship troopers bugs the entire time. Pretty much. Um, and so <laughs> Great movie, by the way. <laughs> yes. So it's uh, it, it's it's an interesting little fun game there um, that I've been enjoying. Um, and then the other one is Vermintide 2, which um, Ooh, nice. you really were trying to scratch that itch weren't you yeah yeah <laughs> um and i don't know what it was but like something was like i, I want to like play this game and then you know because that's basically like left for dead but instead of like people with guns it's you're going in to a warhammer like fantasy world uh right. with right swords and axes and uh bows and arrows and stuff and you're getting attacked by their version kind of of like zombies and then rats and all these other you know like fantasy creatures are attacking you while you're going through trying to explore the city find things complete objectives so yeah um so that's been fun i've been enjoying that so it's got a cool like leveling system too where you're, you're getting better and better gear as you go and eventually can like take on higher difficulty levels so that's been cool that's awesome that's awesome uh f and andrew i'll swing it over to you man how um (laughs) how are you doing with gaming this past week what what have you been playing this week has been pretty much 
divided up between two different games depending on if I'm sitting on my couch playing on the TV or if I'm playing my Switch. Yeah. And so the Switch has been Breath of the Wild. I've jumped back in. I I had that itch to return to that game and I've completed two of the Divine Beasts currently. I'm just kind of meandering and taking my time and exploring and having fun with it because I didn't really jump back in with the intention of like beating it again. It was just I wanted to hop back into it because it was on my mind. And so I've been enjoying that quite a bit. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, That game still really holds up. It's fantastic. Uh, I have the OLED switch model. So playing it in handheld, it looks super amazing yeah the art style (laughs) of that game still holds up it's it's really good um so yeah that's been fun i started playing it around the same time i was also playing immortals phoenix rising because i got it in that sale as well and so playing those two together for a few days was kind of fun because people always compare immortals to breath of the wild it's like ubisoft's breath of the wild but when you play them side by side personally i think immortals is a lot more like younger audience Assassin's Creed, at least the modern Assassin's Creeds. Yeah, so it, was, it was fun to play those two right next to each other and actually see what they had in common and what was different. And there's some there's some pretty significant differences. Uh, the main game that's been taking up my time this week, though, has been Horizon Forbidden West. I <laughs> finally got my hands on that game and I've really yes. been enjoying it. I've, I've been go. enjoying it a lot. I, I really liked Zero Dawn. Yeah. People were always saying how this one is essentially just like more of that, but you know, better. They've made some improvements. It looks better. That you know, she has her her glider and stuff now. Um, but in general, it was more of an iterative sequel, and that's what I'm finding to be the case. It's like all the stuff I enjoyed from Zero Dawn is here again, and yeah, better pretty much in every way so far. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been absolutely loving it. I'm really intrigued with the direction they're taking the story and what's going on. And I like Aloy, I think better in this one. Cause in the first one, she's like, who am I? What's going on? I'm so confused yeah. in this one. She's just more like, okay, stop calling me the savior and get out of my way. Cause I have something I need to do and <laughs> I'm trying to get it done. And I like mm-hmm. that personality better than the first one. So that's been a lot of fun. I, so I have not gone back to that game in a few months because I was doing school and all types of things, and I just I haven't had enough time over the summer so far to get back into it. But I love what you just brought up about her character because I've mentioned it on our show previously, where it's like she's so goal oriented in this mm-hmm. game. Where mm-hmm. in the first game I was so driven to do all the side quests, and in the twenty hours or so that I've put into um, Forbidden West. I don't I've done minimum side quest stuff because the story is so engaging and I'm so like in lockstep with her character. I'm just like, all right, where's silence? Where's the signal coming from? Where are we going? What what are the you know, what's the next objective? Like I'm so deep into the story. I'm glad you you pointed that out. That's, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm similar to that, except that when I play these games and I have a quest log full of stuff to do, I have to like check it off so yeah yeah sure i'm still doing side stuff i'm still trying to get all the resources and upgrade my bow and you know get the coolest looking outfit because that's just i love that stuff in video games so but as far as aloy and her mission like i can feel that these side quests are like more inconvenient to her than they would be in the first game and she's right 
she's doing them because she cares about these, you know, the people asking her or because it will benefit her in some way. But ultimately, she's trying to get back to that main quest, which I think is is really cool. And I like the shift in her character because I honestly didn't like care about her that much as a character in the first one. I thought she was fine. People always talked about how she is such a great like PlayStation character and I just never really got it. Didn't really click for me, but I like her more in this one where she's determined and trying to get stuff done versus when she was like lost and confused and trying to figure out what was happening, which she's still trying to figure out, you know, the new mystery of this game, like what's going on, but it's right. It's not quite a, as grand a mystery. Like, you know, what is this world? You don't even know what's happening in the first game as far as the robots and the world and all that. You're trying to figure that out alongside her. And in this one, you've got all that behind you. Now you, you need to save it again. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that's more attributed to the voice acting that's helped to prompt that experience that like that drawing in of her character that the where the voice acting is she's a little older, she's a little more mature and then following along with these more mature responsibilities. Or do you think it's, or do you feel like it's more of like the gameplay as well as the, like the storytelling to it? I think it's the storytelling and the writing. I think like her mission in this one just lends itself. And she, she as a character is much, she's not much older necessarily, but she's grown up a lot through the events of the first game yeah. and has a clear idea and understanding of what her mission in life is. Uh, I think I don't mind the voice acting. I remember people talking about this game and how Aloy talks to herself so much in her voice acting. Like people didn't like kind of the, the way the voice actress was doing it. Like she's real kind of quiet and not very boisterous, but I kind of like that. It's like, she's just kind of even keel the whole time kind of like just, she knows what she has to do. She's almost kind of sighing or groaning with everything that like gets in her way. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay, yes, I will help you go do this thing that you ask me because this reason, but then I really have to get back to my mission, you know? And so, and I think the main story mission stuff, she does a little bit, her character does a little bit more like with inflection and things like that. But yeah, overall, I think it's just where her character is at in her journey is just more interesting to me than where it was in the last game. Andrew, you didn't play this at launch, correct? Correct. So you're ju- you're just now getting into it. So like I remember playing this at launch and people were harping on the voice acting because like anytime you grab some berries, she'd be like, I'm putting some berries in my pouch. Putting yeah. some berries in my-. and it was like so annoying the amount of times that she would say just little things like that, like, gotta get some trees, gotta get some, you know, what whatever. And it's like, okay. But like I think Ashley Birch is a phenomenal voice actress. Like, mm-hmm. and I think a- Aloy in this game, just in I have not finished it but in the 25 hours or so that i've put in on the game man is the voice acting really good and shout out to lance reddick because he is oh my god man him is silence yeah he he does a great job such a great bad guy and he's like a badass bad guy he's like the type of bad guy you (laughs) almost kind of root for it's like yeah yeah, he's very relatable like you understand why he's doing what he's doing and like aloy views him as a villain I don't know that me as the player, I necessarily see him as a villain. I like, I, right. I, I may yeah. not agree with his methods, but it's like, I understand why you're doing what you're doing. Talking about uh, Aloy talking to herself, all that. I, I guess I kind of hand or head cannon it with, she essentially lived on her own for 
the first like majority of her life. Like, yeah. She mm-hmm. just had um, just her and Rost. Yeah. Ross yeah. or Rost. Yeah. And so, and she was probably doing a lot of talking to herself as she grew up as a child. Cause I know like my daughter, if nobody was around, she would still be talking. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. stopping her from talking. So I kind of just like head canon it where that she just, because of all the time she spent alone, like she just, she talks to herself while she's doing things and it hasn't bothered me yet. Um, but I do remember that being a complaint when, when the like reviews were coming out and stuff I was yeah. like, man, a lot of people were talking about like Aloy won't shut up when she's doing stuff. And also she's like giving away the answers to puzzles too, too quickly. Like you right, know, you're trapped right, in a room yeah. and you're trying to figure out what to do. And she's like, well, maybe if I, you know, try to grapple to this thing over here, that'll get me out. And it's like, well, I would have figured that out on my own. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, that hasn't really bothered me too much because I like the momentum. Yeah. Like I, I like that. I haven't really had to slow down in this game at all. And like, yeah, get stumped yeah. in a puzzle. I'm not really looking for that in this game, so it hasn't bothered me too much. Yeah. It shows up yellow in my focus. Clearly, it's I yeah, can exactly with it. You know, <laughs> maybe that new tool I just designed would be helpful here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome, uh, Chaz. I'll throw it over to you too. Um, what have you been playing since we've last recorded? It's been a while since we have it been has. on a recording together. So, well, you know, I've also been playing with Aloy and a glider and a bow, but it was on Genshin Impact instead. So <laughs> I, I doubt it was as as fun and boisterous as the rest of you guys. Uh, um, but yes, I, I've been playing some Genshin Impact. I have been leveling my Aloy character, ironically enough. Um, there were a few different games that I have played and beaten. Surprisingly, whoa, wow, shocker! I know. Um, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, there was a PC game called uh, Even Nickel. It was a fun overworld RPG. Um, it had some uh, mm, adult content too. Uh oh, hey oh, hey oh. I have been in a very big anime One Piece kick mm-hmm. i like i i've been trying to get i've been trying not to be one of those annoying people that's like hey you gotta watch this hey you gotta watch this <laughs> but i remembered i have uh a world seeker as mm-hmm. one of the their more recent games and i hadn't beaten it so i popped that back in i played it and i beat it as luffy and then i realized well shit i can actually download and play it as a couple other characters too so i'm gonna soon download zoro and play it with zoro too I also, I was talking with Kevin and I ended up playing and beating Shining Force 3 on the Sega Saturn. Nice. That was fun because I had that one going for a while and I'd never fully beat it. So I popped that back in and I went through hmm, eight battles or so until I beat it. And the last one got really tough and I died like several times, which is very not common for me in a Shining Force game, but it after I realized the dynamic, I, yeah, I corrected that. But the weird thing is shining force three in English is only episode one. There's actually three episodes of shining force three in the Japanese that haven't been translated and you can get like rough translations and such and different mods and emulations off of it. Uh, but from what's actually been set into English, Shining Force 3 is the only one that's in English, and it's the expensive one for some reason. Right, yeah. But I beat that, and so I was still on a Shining Force kick, and I popped in a Shining Force CD for the Sega CD, and I started playing that, and I was getting pretty far. And for some reason, I, I got a, a file 
access file failed, could not save. And I couldn't save when I just could like an hour earlier and my Ram cart failed. So I I had to stop and I think I'm going to lose all the access on that as I replace a couple soldering points on that eventually. Sad. And that kind of lost a momentum. Yeah, I would imagine so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. And so I've just been kind of in a lull ever since. So uh, you you forgot to mention Warzone, the Warzone for you this week? Brother, I I have barely played any of that at all, at all. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. I think I played like for a little bit three weeks ago, and that was like three weeks old of not playing as well, so it's, I'll probably be a little more invested once Warzone 2 comes out and Modern Warfare 2 comes out, Yeah. Um, but until then, it's just kind of... I don't like playing by myself. <laughs> yeah. <You're, laughs> I was going to say, it's either that or you're finally recognizing it as the shit game that it is. Well, <laughs> that is something we can even talk about later. But <laughs> yeah. it may be a game we talk about later for our topic. So uh, um, as for me, I've been playing a handful of games. The effing gamers here, our guests here in the lounge, will be proud of me in that I've picked up some Naraka Blade Point. There you go. Uh, yeah. I played it a little bit last night, so I think I'm up to level four, five, somewhere in there. Um, you found a character that you like so far? Are you still kind of bouncing around? So I found a character that I like, and it was funny because as I was listening to your guys' episode on uh, Naraka Blade Point, and Andrew, you actually brought up the guy who can turn into the big statue. I was like, oh, shit, that's my guy. That's who yes. I'm playing as. I don't remember his name. But um, yeah, and I love the melee combat. I love mm-hmm. feeling like this is the only uh, Battle Royale type game that I can actually play and feel confident enough that I can actually get kills. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Usually BRs for me are like playing racquetball, like racquetball. You can simultaneously be looking at the ball and have it hit you in the back of the head. Yep. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what playing BRs is like for me. So my first round, I think I got like eight kills and I was like, nice. damn, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then the next, uh, I've been averaging like six or seven kills per, per round. And I've been playing mm-hmm. like duos or trios mostly. And uh, man, I really love the game. I almost am solely doing melee combat. I'm hardly ever using the bow or any yeah. of the guns or that type of thing. I think the melee combat is solid enough. Yeah. And it's easy. It's it's really the controls um, are easy enough to grasp and, mm-hmm. and get into. So um, thank you guys for that recommend because I really got into it just from, uh, from hearing it up, um, from you guys. Nice. Yeah. So... Second game that I've been playing has been a just a metric shit ton of vampire survivors. <laughs> Still, <laughs> uh, I game of the year, right? Dude, I cannot get enough of this game. I mean, if we're going on just if game of the year was contingent on time spent in game, I mm. think vampire survivors might be the game I've spent <laughs> the most time in this so far <laughs> this year. Um, man, I think I'm up to like. 16 or 17 characters unlocked and I have all the stages except the last one unlocked and man I'm just having a blast I finally Mm -hmm. unlocked the guy who has guns and Uh, man he's he's freaking awesome I love that guy he's my new kind of favorite character I had been playing as the old 
I'm assuming he's an old grumpy guy, but the guy Poe who starts out with garlic, because um, I, I find that garlic in that game is a really fun perk because <laughs> it just gives you a shield to, mm. to go around and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you can upgrade it. And it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, second game that I've been playing um, was recently on um, PlayStation Plus and a game that was on my radar from when it was announced because it's from my childhood uh tony hawks pro skater one and two remake i had not played it previously um and finally got my hands on it and my god man i talked about this on the last episode it just transports me back 20 years ago to like a 13 14 year old john who was (laughs) couldn't skate worth a shit couldn't ollie (laughs) couldn't do anything but wanted to be cool uh i didn't go as far as purchasing like vans and jinko jeans i kind of i drew a line in the sand at that point (laughs) but uh (laughs) i I still had my own skateboard and and couldn't skate worth a damn but man this game especially tony hawk's pro skater 2 that was my introduction into tony hawk and man seeing what like the board graphics look like for the decks Mm -hmm. and seeing like updated graphics and and uh, you remember, the first two games didn't have revert. Um, so you actually get to revert. So I, I remember mm-hmm. doing my first like indie backflip over the hangar, like the, the half pipe on the hangar level, yeah. the first yeah. level. Mm-hmm. And man, I was just like, dude, I feel right at home. <laughs> like, so the muscle everything... memory came back. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, I was like, OK, because I'm playing on PlayStation. So I was like, man, square for the flip tricks, circle for the grab tricks, triangles to grind up down for the manual and then the revert. Oh, my God, man. Just muscle memory came back. And then, um, oh, man, I'm having a blast. And I think my favorite thing about the game is that they kept the original soundtracks for mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. And then they've added stuff uh, yeah. like more music to it. And yeah. man, it's absolute nails. I freaking love it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I freaking love it. Yes. Um, have you guys played it? Uh, I'm, I'm speaking to I have all not three played of you. The remake. I played the originals of those games like back yeah. in the day. Um, Same. And yeah, the, the music was 100% on point. Like I'd be lying if I didn't say some of my musical tastes were influenced by Tony. Oh, hell yeah. You know, um, and I always remember having a ton of fun with it. Um, but it's not one that I've gone back and picked up yet. Um, so. I, it's a huge recommend because it's it's free for PlayStation Plus right now. Mm-hmm. And like just seeing the opening video and it's um, it's some updated footage and some of the old archive footage mm-hmm. of the original Tony Hawk's one and two. And it still has Rage Against the Machines Gorilla Radio playing. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go, <laughs> baby. I was so freaking like pumped hearing that song. Yeah. Uh, then hearing like just the amazing soundtracks from one and two. And man, I had forgotten how annoying the guy on the school level is in the golf cart who can run you over. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh man. I think that game brand new is only like 40 bucks. Like I think it was a budget title. Like, cause I bought yeah, it. Yeah. I bought it pretty close to lunch. Um, that was a game that I never owned, but I remember playing it a bunch as a kid at like friends houses. Mm-hmm. And so when I picked up the remaster, I was surprised at how much I remembered how much yeah. came back and how like which there were like probably three or four levels uh in the first game specifically and then a couple in the second that was like instant nostalgia 
I, I right. was surprised how I remembered exactly like kind of where everything was. And then the back half, like the later levels, I was like, oh yeah, I, n- I never played these as a kid. I didn't get this far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I could remember, like, like you said, Andrew, I could remember the first few levels, especially the school level, like doing the leap of faith and then mm-hmm. riding the, the school bells. You had the five school bells you had to yep. do. And then that unlocking one. the, the, the gym where you had like the, the empty, pool and then the basketball court i was like oh shit i remember this yeah. i was like you gotta grind this rail at the right time straight up muscle memory <laughs> like yeah. it was <laughs> it was so much fun so yeah that's what i've been playing this week we'll uh, we'll put a close on this part of the show we'll get into our topic ladies and gentlemen we have what i think is going to be a really fun topic we're going to talk about first person shooters what we like dislike and then kind of the community surrounding them so dylan i'm going to throw it over to you first because you have pretty good experience in playing first person shooters i know mm-hmm. in your latest episode talking about battle royales you mentioned uh, a few fps's mm-hmm. give us some of the the games that you like to play or yeah uh, and also just uh, some of the things you like about them sure sure so i grew up like playing a ton of halo with friends yeah. that had xboxes um it wasn't until i was a little bit older probably like middle school where i had like an xbox and halo 2 um and so like had um that going on um and so but growing up it was just like i'd go over to my buddy's house um we'd load up halo and we'd just like 1v1 each other or we'd you know (laughs) play through the campaign um and so that was really kind of like what cut my teeth as far as like FPS's go was just playing so so much Halo. Um and I think that continues on, you know, with just my preference for that style of shooter over right. um the the more like military like modern warfare type or more realistic try or type of shooter. Um Yeah. And so I I prefer like that style the the halo like if at least back in the day it's it's changed a little bit over time but like back in the day it's like if my buddy started shooting me um in halo it's like i had just a little bit longer to react to it um and i would still usually die but there's kind of that like (laughs) that wiggle room in there i guess you know sure um and then you have enough time to react is what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, times where I've tried to like get into battlefield or tried to get into like call of duty, hardcore. And it's just kind of like, by the time I notice somebody, by the time I see something going on, it's like, I'm dead, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much all yeah. of my FPS stuff has been on P or on console as well. So, you know, I, I am not the, the hardcore like PC Twitch gamer uh, with sure like nailing the headshots or anything. So, um, so some of that could be my bias towards halo versus like battlefield or something like that too. Sure. Um, but I've, I've dabbled in a lot of first person shooters, um, but Bungie in my opinion um, with like the older halos, like one, two and three um, yeah. and, and a little bit of reach uh, and then, um, with Destiny and Destiny Two, I think they make some of the most solid and best feeling first person shooters, in my opinion. Um, I 
personally would still probably prefer like a third person shooter over a first person shooter just in general like just preference wise um but um i do like a good like first person shooter and and i've back in the day you know i played just a ton and ton of multiplayer halo you know um competitive since then um like in in this day and age i way more prefer sort of the pve aspects of um first person shooters now like the the destiny dungeons and raids and strikes yeah, and, and yeah. all of that like i that's where i find more enjoyment versus the like competitive side of things um i like battle royales as a concept i'm not very good at them um <laughs> we we did a video Preach. yeah we, we did a video for battle royales um that's on our youtube channel and captured gameplay for apex and <laughs> it <laughs> I spent like five or six matches just trying to get a match where I didn't get killed by somebody I didn't see within the first like two minutes of the game. Um, yeah. And so it was it was bad. It's I guess if I'm going in with a group kind of like uh, Chas was saying earlier, like if I'm going in with a group, I can have fun with just about any multiplayer shooter like yeah. Andrew and I have put hours into Call of Duties. We've played warzone we've played apex we've you know we've played first person shooters together um but if i'm going in alone that's where i i guess prefer more of the cooperative pve type of stuff so gotcha gotcha uh f and andrew i will turn it over to you what are some of the games that you like to play and, and what you like about them so when it comes to first person shooters I am right behind Dylan with like cutting the teeth, like he said, because I was playing most of the first person shooter games that I played in my childhood at his house. So it was a lot of (laughs) Halo. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 was a Mm -hmm. huge deal in our friend group Uh, when it came out. We were we played that a lot Um, Mm -hmm. multiplayer. And so those games were, were always a lot of fun. I've I'm kind of a for a while I was like an every other call of duty kind of guy where it's like, I'd play one for a while. I'd get pretty into it, have fun online in the multiplayer, just like TDM and stuff. But I was never like top three on the leaderboard or anything, but I was, you know, I enjoyed it. And then I would, I'd be good for a while. And so I'd like skip an entry. And then by the time the next one would come out, I'd kind of be feeling that itch again. Like, I kind of want to do that again. And so I'd, you know, get back into that one. Um, first person shooters, first person games in general, uh, I guess when it's a shooter, I could, I, I'm about 50, 50 on whether I like that or a third person. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's a genre, that's not a shooter, like an RPG or some sort of game that is, f- could be first or third person, like a Bethesda game, for example, <laughs> I would prefer a third person, uh, perspective, but so when it comes to multiplayer games, I've just kind of played a little bit of everything and mm-hmm. I've probably the game that I put the most time and energy into and actually like fell in love with was Titanfall two. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was like my first person shooter of choice. I actually was good online. I love the Titans. I love like Dylan was saying there was PVE elements to the matches you could go in and you could be helping your team by killing the grunts and stuff. You mm-hmm. could, 
Yeah. I, I thought the Titan dynamic was just that little extra something special that made that online uh, multiplayer so fun. But then I'm, I'm also a fan of like the Far Cry games or Wolfenstein games. Mm-hmm. Um, so like single player first person shooters that are a little, maybe a little bit more RPG or open world or whatever the, the gimmick might be like the Wolfenstein games just have a ridiculously insane setting and story. And that's kind of what makes them so fun. Yeah, no um, doubt. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about uh, when Dylan was trying to scratch that itch, like the left for dead games mm-hmm. played those yeah. a ton growing up. Those yeah. were a, a huge part of like our teen years, especially left for dead Two. So my first person shooters are kind of all over with a mixture of like single player, multiplayer, competitive, um, you know, co-op, all that all kind of bundled up. I wouldn't say that I'm I'm definitely not a good like multiplayer first person shooter game player, mostly because mm-hmm. like I think to be competitive in those, especially like, you know, talking about consoles, uh, playing on consoles like we do, but also even I feel like if you're a PC player, like you, you have to dedicate the time and I don't yeah. really, I don't 100%. S- yeah. I don't sit in a game just in general for that long, yeah. like live service games. Like you were talking about Genshin Chaz earlier. Like I wouldn't just keep coming back to a game like that for <laughs> however, like I play a game for a certain amount of time and then I move on. Usually sometimes I come back, like I'm doing with breath of the wild and like revisit it. But I'm not one of those people that like can just, I have my one game, my World of Warcraft or my Destiny 2 or whatever that I just kind of live in and always play. So I never mm-hmm. dedicate enough time to these games to be really good. But when yeah. I do play them, I have fun. I think they're they're fun. Yeah. You basically need to be an 11-year-old in Nebraska. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like or you just got at least going a- to work already. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've got my ass pwned by 11-year-olds from just pwned. pick any state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there's that like there's that sweet spot when like a new like Call of Duty or a new Battle Royale launches. There's that like week where you can be really good because everyone's all of the, the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy <laughs> yeah. Battle Royales for that one week. Like I remember yeah. when we first got on Apex and Andrew and I were like just killing it like top three all the time. And it's just like and and then now it's kind of like mm, I can't even drop. I can't. I get shot yeah. out of the sky half the time. So <laughs> yes, preach, Dylan. That is me every time I play Warzone. Um, Chaz, I know you are our resident FPS expert. Give us some of the games that you like to play and what you like about them. <laughs> the list is long. I the know. list is long, um, <laughs> mostly because whenever I first started playing games my dad got me into games and mm-hmm. he would always do a lot of different like role-playing games and whatnot like that. And when I finally first started playing other games and just getting into the variety of different things, my first real first person shooter was uh, Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I just got so into that and love that. And just figuring out the different uh, movements, patterns, uh, finding the guns, finding the, the way that I can just move around and actually be better at that and whenever the multiplayer mm-hmm. aspect started being incorporated uh it, w- it was all fun and then like you said mm-hmm. halo yeah. halo on xbox whenever and started getting land parties everything like that was all like just it was all uphill from there it was all mm-hmm. great it was good stuff going uphill it was it was a struggle but it was beneficial um 
but my first my first ever experience with like a third person uh pov mm-hmm. shooter was actually over john's house i went over john's house and he was playing siphon filter was it two mm-hmm. or three uh would have been two yes because you got me so interested in it that when you finally had three and we had air tasers i was so excited hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> But that first level is so OP because I don't know if uh, if you, Andrew and Dylan know, but like in Siphon Filter 3, the very first level, you're in this hotel and across the street is all the bad guys and you have this air taser and literally the first level, the first 15 minutes of this game is you just tasing guys from across the street. The range <laughs> on this air taser is like a hundred some yards. Wow. It is <laughs> nice. insane. I remember going through like a ruins area and there's like guards going across catwalks and you're just air tasing them out and they fall down. (laughs) And then that was also like a multiplayer map. So me and John are running around trying to dodge each other's air tasers and not being like flopped over like a fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But then, uh, I mean, you guys listed some really good games. Unfortunately, I've never tried Titanfall, which I feel Mm. very ashamed for having said that. But that was like that was one of the games that it always sounded really good, but I never mm-hmm. really had the chance or put the the money into getting it. But like I said, I've played Halo. Um, I got into a lot of the multiplayer. I loved playing mm-hmm. the, having the multiplayer aspects. Halo one, two, three, four. Um, going into other multiplayers that had just the regular team deathmatch. Mm-hmm. Because the team deathmatch was where I I could shine. That's where you don't have to be social with random mm-hmm. people. You don't have to worry <laughs> about any of the other skill social modes. Um, team deathmatch was what I enjoyed. So when battle mm-hmm. royales came around, that was fun too. When I had people to play with, mm-hmm. um, like whenever John, as bad as he says that he is, when I play uh, with yeah, John, man. it's more fun because mm-hmm. you have someone to interact with. And as like you said, as long as you can have that good mindset about it, you're golden. Yeah. You're not raging. You're not, it's not becoming unfun for you. But with Warzone having come out and different other battle royales, uh, Kevin mm-hmm. on the show also mentioned PUBG years back. Mm. So I tried yeah. Player Unknown Battleground. I sucked at it. Like yep. it was, it was fun and realistic to a degree, but it seemed like very Sims overworld ish. And I, 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 I sucked at it. Mm-hmm. And I hated waiting into, a lobby for a hundred people to join in. And then, like you said, within two minutes, I'm dead and I have to wait another 15 minutes in a lobby for a hundred people to load in. Mm-hmm. So when apex came around and it was a lot quicker. Yeah. I and loved free. it. Oh, and free. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So I played the hell out of apex for a few seasons and then absolutely enjoyed that. But then it got stale. And so, I mean, I tried other ones. I've tried overwatch. Um, I got, super into destiny one uh destiny two i liked it when it came out but then it had too many differences that they took away from destiny one that i liked i yeah uh sorry i'm just trying to run through the list of it like not trying to hit Mm. all whatever stupid talking points that i am just blabbering about right now um (laughs) split gate split gate was fun Mm. um if you liked portal and you liked halo you would like split gate that's what I heard. I never actually tried it, but I I had heard it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. The 
the thinking you have to do with it. Like if you like just doing regular halo, like shooting with a BR sniper or anything like that, but then you also have to think in portals, like Mm -hmm. in portal. I I tried to know it was free. It might still be free, but I think think so. It's, it's definitely worth a try. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I used to play rainbow six with Mm -hmm. Kevin and Wilkie Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Uh, I, I tried Counter-Strike ish. Mm-hmm. I sucked at that. Uh, Cause there's too many people like, uh, like the one headshot guy. Boom. Headshot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Classic. Um, I never really got much into doom. Um, played a little bit of Duke Nukem and I've tried Valorant on PC. I'm not good at that either. I, I haven't gotten fully into the PC gaming aspect of it yet. So I'm not, uh, I'm not all there for that yet. So do we all play on console then? For the most part, I play on console. So then none of us should be talking about this topic. We're just going to get roasted by the, <laughs> by the real gamers out there. Well, if you would use a mouse it's, and a keyboard, you would be so yeah. much better. <laughs> that's, that's literally how they all sound. <laughs> like literally <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> no, um, but but Chaz, that's a that's a great list of games. I'm glad that you brought up Siphon Filter. Um, I can remember the old school Medal of Honor games. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like literally the. F- I remember the very first Medal of Honor game, and I remember because I was so like uh, just hyped that they actually had a secret um, weapon stash that was in a guitar case, and I had just gotten my Fender Stratocaster at the time, and I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, they got a secret cache and a guitar case!" But the yeah, the things. old school. Yeah, so it's it, dude. It really is. It's the little things. I can remember playing the Medal of Honor games. Uh, European and, Assault you know, was the one that I think I remember playing the most of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, European Assault was amazing. Um, Chaz brought up siphon filters, but I think I took a break really from FPSs because I didn't. There weren't games that had come out that I had either touched or I had just gotten so into like my annualized sports games or mm-hmm. some of my my RP, RPGs, my JRPGs. It wasn't really until I think like Modern Warfare 2 when I first got my Xbox 360 and mm-hmm. I, I came into Modern Warfare 2 really late. I've told a story on the show where I think I got Modern Warfare 2 literally about two months before Black Ops came out, the very first mm-hmm. Black Ops. And so the game was out in the ether and everybody was like, you know, 10th level prestige. And I was happy just getting Harriers for the first time. And everyone's like, oh, dude, I'm getting nukes. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just remember playing that game, play with Andrew and Kevin a little bit and some other people that we knew. And I just was immediately drawn into like the community and there were also we'll probably talk about in a little bit some of the most egregious things ever said in a chat room was modern warfare 2 yeah (laughs) some kids today would not be able to survive a modern 2 lobby oh modern warfare 2 lobby not at all um and then you know eventually getting into like warzone a little bit with andrew um i've also played just uh you know i remember playing um borderlands a little bit wasn't Mm, too good mm -hmm. but i love the humor um it's my style of humor absolutely love (laughs) it i remember playing um chaz i remember you having i think it was battlefield bad company does that sound right 
Yes, uh, Bad Company, and I, I had Hardline for a while as well. Yeah, I remember playing Bad Company with you, and that was the one Battlefield game where I was like, hey, I might be able to hold my own. And then, again, the racquetball reference that I, I made earlier was like, all right, I'm just going to run down the map, and then some dude in a ghillie suit 450 yards away just <laughs> yep. headshots me. And I'm like, Especially in Battlefield, these- yeah. These maps are huge, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So I, I'm not much of an FPS player. I'm giving my story-driven single-player games, and I'm comfortable right there. Yes. <laughs> Do you like single-player first-person shooters, um, like I, Wolfenstein I can... or uh, the Metro games or Doom? Doom. Yeah, Do- Doom. Doom I can get into, and I can remember the OG Wolfenstein game on my my uncle's. Uh, PC way back in the day and that game blew me away mm-hmm. I can probably uh, I, I could probably go through that first level and find probably 100% of the treasures just from muscle memory Yeah, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. the secret elevator that takes you to the 10th floor that type of deal but um, I haven't played the newer Wolfenstein so you should Andrew, check them please, out they're please forgive me <laughs> absolutely insane like mm-hmm. they're a wild ride and if you if you enjoy story games or uh shooters with good campaigns titanfall 2 is still worth playing like i don't know how online is these days probably mm-hmm. a disaster uh but the, yeah the campaign in titanfall 2 is amazing and i mean you can get yeah. that game for like five bucks or it's on game pass so mm-hmm. yeah i i have seen it on game pass that might be one that uh makes its way up the list for for downloads for sure so let me make an ADD note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chaz is going to make a note, get into some Titanfall. So what are uh, some of the things that we dislike about FPSs? Dylan, I'll throw it back over to you. Again, like I kind of mentioned earlier, this is more of a personal preference. I know there are some people sure, who really sure. like the you know time to kill and like the realism bit of it. I am not yeah. playing video games so that I can feel like I'm fighting in some Middle Eastern desert uh, and getting sniped <laughs> in the back of the head by somebody I didn't see. Um, Good that's point. not why I am playing video games. And Cute so, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, I can appreciate those games for what they are. And I've played um, like I've played a ton of Call of Duty. I've played some battlefields. Um, those are just not where I end up and find myself having a lot of fun. Um, and so that's just something personally that I dislike is the ones that are, are like before you even see anything before you even have a chance to react where it's just like, especially battlefield where it's, I run for like 10, 15 minutes (laughs) to get into uh, the area where combat's happening. And then I immediately get picked off and then it's another, like, well, I guess I'm going to respawn and run another 10 minutes. And it's like, I just personally don't enjoy that. Um, I don't, uh, I guess the, uh, and again, this is a personal thing. I can get motion sick very easily with, uh, mm. depending on how the movement in some games is. Uh, yeah. and so while doom seems really cool, uh, just the, the style of movement, sort of like those, those old school, like doom quake, unreal tournament, like all of those games yeah. with their just kind of floaty movement. Um, just does not make me feel good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so those ones are a little bit of a bummer too. Um, especially when they have a lot of weapons that cause like flashing movements and such mm-hmm. like, Oh, I sure. shot a rocket. Oh, I have flames yeah. gone at me or this or that. And those get me motion sick. Mm-hmm. And like, and sometimes when I'm watching Chuck eternal play doom, like I love watching him play, 
but then somebody's like, Oh, I'm going to look over at this for a little bit. And yep. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Feel a little yeah. queasy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so like, and, and those aren't really things that I feel like are just like, Oh, this genre as a whole sucks. It's more of like a personal preference thing for me. Um, right. Is, um, and uh, just from like a more industry level, I think just kind of the, the shift for a lot of these first person shooter games to go more and more into just kind of like the war zone, the apex, the like uh, getting away from, I guess like the solid campaign um, and moving more and more towards just like that heavy, heavy multiplayer focus, which when I was a kid um, playing video games and when I was in college playing video games, that would have been awesome. Um, But now I am bad at video games and the kids are good. (laughs) Um, And I just want to play games like single player or, you know, play something that I feel like I can do okay at. Um, And it's kind of sad to see the like de-emphasis on a lot of the, the campaign stuff. Cause I just have so many fond memories of like the halo campaigns and like, obviously halo is still coming out with a campaign, but it hasn't, felt as good for a while um and then uh the there were a couple of like call of duties that launched without like a campaign um right uh, i remember years ago um like i'm a big fan of the zombies mode uh that's fun they should put that in more things but um (laughs) it's also kind of like the there's they're doing weird things with it now where it's they're they're trying to evolve it but it's also kind of like taking away from just the jump in and play sort of for me um the the zombies in cold war was mm-hmm. a little weird for me i think mm-hmm. i like the original zombies probably the best out of out of all the games that they've been in mm-hmm. so yeah um but i i guess those are kind of like my little nitpicks i guess you could say i've just kind of sure. like um most of it just personal stuff a little bit of just kind of the like we are changing what the what the games are focusing on and it's no longer something that i'm as interested in so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah andrew you've been nodding your head a bunch since uh dylan's been speaking what are your thoughts on some of the dislikes you have for fps's Oh, outside of the toxic community, which I'm sure is something that we'll probably touch on a little bit more. That's not something that I really engaged with ever in my like time with shooters. I always like muted everybody in the lobbies and like, <laughs> yeah, was just playing in a private party when I was playing with people. So like, I never mm-hmm. really, I've I've seen that kind of secondhand. I've not been involved myself. For me, as just like a gamer on just like a base gamer level, or yeah, level I. I'm one of those people that spends way too long in like a character creation menu. So (laughs) not being able to see my character is just something that I don't like on like a very base. Like if I'm going to play a game and I get to pick stuff up or or Mm -hmm. customize my character or whatever, I like to be able to see that as I'm playing Um, horror games or even like some just base like general games that lean a little bit more into suspense I don't yeah. like scary games, but when they're like first person, <laughs> that makes them even more terrifying because you can't you can only see like what's in front of you. Whereas right. something like Bloodborne that can be very tense and like unnerving, at least I can see all around my character. You know, I, I right. know if something's coming up behind me. It's so, mm-hmm. like there's just little things like that that make me lean 
towards other types of games. But on just like a pure gameplay level, I think that first person shooters, especially like multiplayer shooters and even like um, campaign shooters, it's like it's such a basic idea. You know, you Mm -hmm. have your spot on the screen. That's where your projectile is going to hit. Shoot the enemies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just on like a, a fundamental base level is fun. And that's why this genre is as big as it is like uh, when you're doing well in Call of Duty multiplayer, nothing really beats it. It feels mm-hmm. really satisfying, really fun when you're doing well in the campaigns, when you're playing through yeah. and you're just, you know, you feel invincible. You're and like you're a one man army like it is a really fun type of game to play. Mm-hmm. But I, I think agree. it was Chaz earlier mentioned like Apex getting stale. I think because it is so simple, it can get stale and sometimes mm-hmm. you got to jump into some other types of games to kind of step away for a minute. And then that itch will come back because that's kind of why I was like in every other call of duty person was because like every once in a while, you just want to jump in and do that, you know, shoot the thing Mm -hmm. gameplay. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times when they try to overcomplicate it is when they get into trouble. It's like when you just have a really solid foundation and then the game just works like it's supposed to like first person shooters. It's just a really fun genre to play in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and I'll, agree with you there too of just kind of like i think that is where like my tastes shifted um like when i was a kid playing halo like i didn't care like i was having fun we were playing halo we were playing multiplayer and it was more about like the the sense of community of playing with other people um and as i've grown up as i've played other games as i've experienced other games um, and as like the the people that, you know, half half my Xbox friends list is like has been offline for 10 years, uh, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> or it's just point. always on Netflix or yeah. Hulu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, as the people that I used to play all these games with back in the day are growing up and having lives and, and whatever, it's kind of like <laughs> married, oh, okay. yeah. have kids, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, when. Andrew or, you know, some of my other buddies will hop in and want to play something. It's like, yeah, I can still get in there, have some fun with Halo and just the the very simplistic point shoot nature of uh, an FPS um, where there's not really, you know, like you're, you're thinking tactically and competitively, but you're not like it, it's not scratching like the exploration itch for me. It's not scratching like the uh, the sort of cooperative or just like doing something besides just point at at person and shoot uh yeah sort of thing um and i think that's why i've drifted to things like um destiny because there is so much of like yeah it's a first person shooter but like you're solving puzzles and you're exploring and you're doing you know like you're learning where to stand and what to do in order to beat this boss um versus even like call of duty um where I spent way more time in the the zombies trying to complete the Easter eggs because there was an objective. There was something it's like I I am doing this first person shooter, but it's not just a simplistic like, you know, some of the campaigns suffered from like walk 15 feet. Here's a group of dudes that you have to shoot. Walk another 15 feet. Here's a group of dudes that you kind of shoot versus the zombies sure. where it's like the zombies are kind of just like in your way as you're trying to complete all these other puzzles and things, you know? Yeah. So or objectives. Yeah. Um, and and yep. I think that's just kind of how my taste has changed over the years where it's gotten more of like, I'd rather be doing that kind of stuff in video games than more of the like competitive, like point and shoot at guys thing. Yeah. I mean, there is some 
sort of just simplicity of see guy shoot mm-hmm. guy right yeah. and it's just it's the easiest form of fps that there mm-hmm. is where it's you know you can most players who are really good can kind of just you know i i can't tell you how many times i've been in, in a lobby with someone and they got like music or netflix or hulu mm-hmm. or something yeah. playing in the background and they're having <laughs> a conversation in the in-game chat and by the way they're kdr is like 20 to 1 and it's like yeah. okay some people just spend way mm-hmm. too much time in the game but there yeah. is just a simplicity with it so oh, yeah those, yeah those um, are also the exceptions mm-hmm. yeah well it's it's a very easy to get like in the zone and just kind of tune it. like it depends flow on state it's a good flow yeah. state game yeah exactly yeah. Good, call. good call you know like if i'm uh because e- even what i do in destiny will change you know like if i am just wanting to listen to a podcast or if I'm wanting to listen to music or something, it's right. like, yeah, I'll do certain activities that are more so just the like, here's a bunch of guys shoot them um, versus <laughs> yeah. the, you know, when I, when I want to do more, it's like, okay, I'm not listening to anything. I'm, you know, in party chat uh, trying to coordinate how to take down this boss or whatever, you know? Right. Um, Chaz, I'll throw it over to you. What are some of the things that you dislike about FPSs? Well, I think they've hit some very good points. Um, I'll, I'll reiterate that I'm terrible with social anxiety. So the need for social aspects to be able to play some of the things, mm-hmm. um, like for a BR and everything, uh, for a BR, for playing any kind of like special modes or just having a group or a squad. Mm-hmm. like i get it it's my fault i i'm sorry i'm not very sociable <laughs> or i can't talk well so <laughs> my call outs are shit mm-hmm. and i like doing my own thing and that's just how i try to thrive but that's a dislike of me and almost on a more personal note um microtransactions have gotten mm-hmm. way too much fucking out of hand that's yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. point yeah I, i'm gonna say that and immediately be crit by saying i bought snoop dog in in call of duty so. dude i've i've bought i have bought a couple of uh weeb things on uh call of duty as well so mm-hmm. i mean it's not but whenever it's not that, just you dylan it's but not whenever just it becomes you. the pay to win mm-hmm. yes is, that's the problem and, yeah. and in mm-hmm. call of duty whenever oh well the reason that this gun is doing so exceptionally well is because mm-hmm. of the blueprint not yep. because of the attachments but because something encoded in the blueprint and is allowing it to do better than mm-hmm. others and that kind of shit is just it it's encouraging for the we're gonna make money and oh well if you want mm-hmm. to do well too you should buy this thing but it happens every time every yep. week and the community has noticed that and has also spoken up because like you said we're becoming older and more casual gamers now yeah we may have like more disposable income than we did when we were 11 but we don't really have the desire to try to like keep collecting and putting our time and money into these things. And that's another thing I have to say is the, that the developers, I wish that they would, could listen to their players a little more that as a community, whenever they, if they actually hear how the community is reacting to see how they can evolve properly instead of just, Oh, it's it's like a, a manager that's realizing, oh, man, you guys are struggling. <laughs> Here's a pizza party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, have have a have a have a Snoop Dogg skin or mm-hmm. like Fort, Fortnite's <laughs> come out now with the Dragon Ball. And I swear to God, the Dragon Ball characters look awesome. And I want to get mm-hmm. a Dragon Ball character, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't play Fortnite. So it, it's kind of a moot point. Well, at least that doesn't like 
give you an advantage in the game. You just have no, a skin it, on your character. Right. Yeah. And that's that that's where it becomes fun. That's mm-hmm. where it becomes more like encouraging to to draw people in is to have that kind of we're diversifying what we are. We're advancing what we can do in the game, but it's not a pay to win aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show too. Like um, Andrew for Modern Warfare um, unlocked Damascus, and now you can get a lot of those skins and blueprints for your guns if you pay five, ten dollars here. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're incentivizing anybody to just bypass putting the time in to up upgrade their weapons and now it's just like hey boom here's this blueprint and now you're infinitely better and you spent ten dollars on a on a blueprint or a skin when it should have been like you put the time and effort and skill to get to there and it's yeah it's it's so stupid yeah well and and i go back and forth on it because it's kind of like one it's to me it's one of those things where it's like i do have uh, less time and energy and uh, patience sometimes when it comes to <laughs> yeah. uh, some games. And so like part of me is like, you know, if I can pay $2 and unlock this gun that I normally would have spent, you know, eight hours grinding all the attachments out for, it's like on sure. the one hand, it's like, okay. Um, but on the other hand, like uh, Chaz was kind of saying too, and like you're saying is like, Okay, now we're Call of Duty's releasing new guns. They're updating things, and it's like these are actually like physically better and make you like win more if you use yeah, them. Um, and they're that's, difference makers. Yeah, and and that's where I kind of have a problem. Where it's like, you know, it's like okay, let's say the BR in Halo was like you had to play for ten hours to get it, or you could pay two dollars. It's like okay fine whatever um yeah i can either grind it out or i can do it versus some of this other stuff where it's like nope you have to have the battle pass like this is locked behind the battle pass and you have to at least pay us ten dollars and then it's going to go away if you don't do it fast enough and so then Mm -hmm. you're just screwed out of it um and it's because it's in the battle pass and because we want people to keep buying the battle pass we've made it objectively better than everything else you know that's where i do have a big problem with it so i i wish that like speaking of the battle pass for call of duty i wish that like in a given season right let's say i'm in season one and i've got as far as level 80 right so i got 20 levels to go i wish that it was set up in a way that when season two started cool that started for whoever's finished but let me finish the remaining 20 levels. Yep. Once I get to level 100 to season one, then I can start season two. But I've yeah. lost everything in those 20 levels or what was character skins. It was better blueprints. It was more CP points. Like we've talked a lot about battle pass and that type of thing earlier in the show. But I wish it was set up that way. Yeah, that's because that's how a Halo Infinite's doing it now is like that's what I was once you say. buy the season pass or the battle pass or whatever it is, you have that forever and you can kind of have multiple ones and switch back and forth between them and be like, but you always can finish it out to the, you know, level 100 or whatever it is No, because that is I, I am. I do really like how Fortnite does their monetization for the most part, but that is the one thing that I hope to see change from them soon is like. Once you buy this battle pass, you can always just keep 
like you know yeah make it time limited as like it's only available while the season is going on or whatever but once you get it let me finish it you know if i have right, put right. in enough time to unlock darth vader let me you know <laughs> so right, yeah right if if money has exchanged mm-hmm. hands metaphorically from my wallet to your account like I've un- I should have unlocked the ability to get to the end of the battle pass. Yeah, you should you, you should know. be buying it, not renting it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or if they want to like change the pricing, it's like here's five bucks for the battle pass that goes away at the end of the season. Here, pay us fifteen dollars and you can have it forever. You know, it'll in- it'll incentivize you to actually play it and beat it for the five bucks. But then if you can't, then oh yeah, here's the extra ten for the future reference. I really liked um, the way that apex it does for their seasons, but they don't, I mean, they don't do the, the carryover of the seasons, but during the season, you unlock new challenges each week. And then as you play during that season, you can continue to finish challenges of week one of week three of week seven. And then as you go to the next week and unlock a new week, then you have that added to your list of previous weeks of that season of that battle pass and whatnot. And if they were to do something like that with battle passes where you can just click between them, that would be, I mean, I'm sure that would probably be a a headache to keep everything set up right for each individual account, but Hey, I'm not the one making all the microtransaction money to be able to figure that out. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think we'll go ahead and switch over into the, like the community and following aspect of some of our first person shooters. So I know we've already we've been talking a lot about Call of Duty. So Dylan, I'll switch it over to you. What has been your experience as far as the community of Call of Duty, whether it's Modern Warfare 2 or, you know, just p- pick a Call of Duty game because I know you have experience on all of them. So. Most of my Call of Duty experience was immediately going in and muting everybody because there was <laughs> almost without fail. There was kid that had like music blaring, but it was and yes. I'm sure it sounded good for them. Uh, but the way that it was coming through for everybody else was just kind of like this bit crushed. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coming through their like, free Xbox headset. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes, and then you realize that they're bumping to the radio, and it's like, hey, you don't even have your own system. Yes, (laughs) Um, so there, there was consistently that person. There was consistently like kid who was like having an argument with parent. Um, There was (laughs) exactly. I I know dinner's ready, but can you put it in the oven for me? Just keep keep it all warm. Yes, And, and there was also it was either that kid or another kid that was like, had to be like five years old uh, and was like just (laughs) screeching into the mic. And, and so my experience was pretty consistently like just go in mute everybody in call of duty and, and move on with my life. Um, Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with, with the call of duty I've played. I, I guess I have more experience with like Warzone. Um, and that's yeah, just like yeah. playing with my brother and, and just kind of like just kind of the people who are super into Warzone and who are putting like hundreds of hours into it. I'm just like, this seems Chaz. exhausting Sorry. to keep Sorry. up with <laughs> personally. Um, like if that's what you enjoy doing, I'm not going to hate on that. But it was yeah. one of those where 
it, it changes so fast and so often. And it's just kind of like they're constantly in there, like tweaking the, the guns and everything. And so it's just kind of like a new, like it seemed like each week there was like a new meta that was shifting and evolving. And yeah, you had to, yeah. like, there have definitely been times where I had gotten like kicked from like a party or something because I didn't have the right guns. So <laughs> sure. Savage. I mean, but Dylan, you make a great point because especially in Warzone, it's like, okay, this week the MP5 is the way to go. And then mm-hmm. next week it's like, man, the KR98, man, you got to just get some snipes in. And then the week after that, it's like, hell yeah, we're going back to the M13. And it's like, okay, can we just pick a gun that works? For everybody equally, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that likes to set up my one class uh in Call of Duty, and it's just like here is the one like assault rifle or submachine gun that I like the feel of. Here is the one yeah, like yeah. pistol that I like the feel of or shotgun that I like the feel of, and here are my perks. And I'd never That's why we change don't it. do good is because we <laughs> yeah. just we make that one class and we're like as soon as it's not viable yeah. anymore, we're like, well time to go play uh Immortals Phoenix Rising or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh Andrew, what has been uh your experience as far as the community and following of some of your FPS games? That's very similar. Um, yeah, I didn't. I don't ever really engage in public lobbies because, as when when the like Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three, Black Ops, like heyday of Call of Duty, like when it was yeah, kind of peaking. Arguably, I did not. I still do not. But I definitely did not at that age have the personality type that I wanted to jump into a lobby full of strangers and just like be like, "Hey guys, what's up." Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, be the bottom of the leaderboard. And so for me, it was always um, just mute everybody. I think that there was a there was a time, one specific instance playing Left 4 Dead 2. I tried to jump into the multiplayer mode they had for that. That was like zombies versus survivors kind of thing. And mm-hmm. It was such a horrible experience for me because I was on mic with strangers and had no idea how to even play this game. And instead of people being like, oh, you're new. This is what you need to do. This is how this it was just more like, you know, why the hell aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing? You absolutely suck. And I was like, well, I'm never playing that again. Like, man, you're trash, bro. You're exactly. (laughs) So I never went back to that. And then it. It happens in fighting games. I'll I'll get into a fighting game every now and then too. um, And shooters were just like. You'll finish a match and then all of a sudden your Xbox notification pops up and it's like some random person sent you a message and it's just Mm -hmm. like, bro, you suck or whatever. And I'm like, all right. Usually (laughs) when I get those, I try my best to like troll back and, Mm -hmm. you know, give them what they gave me. But it's still like you felt the need when that match was over to jump into the Xbox live virtual keyboard (laughs) <laughs> tap across to write out this message and send it to a complete stranger. It's like, what is going on yeah. in your life? Come on. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Do you guys have the attachment that went on the bottom of the controller? I did not. Like no, the, I know which one you're talking old. about. Yeah. So Chaz and I both had it. I think Chaz actually gifted me one for my birthday one year. And so I remember having like the old school, like texting keyboard, the little QWERTY, <laughs> yeah, write like out the Blackberry at the bottom of your keyboard. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. I remember seeing it instantly those. made your controller weigh from about 14 ounces to like seven pounds. That thing was heavy <laughs> as shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, 
but the amount of trash talking you could get and dish out mm-hmm. quicker than one. Like it, it was no longer like, oh man, I'm just going to like send him a video, like a, a like a, an audio recording. No, it's just like a, you're trash. I love your mom. I'll see you for dinner. Like, yeah, you could send Tell that all in the lobby between the next uh, match <laughs> instead of having to like stand there frozen because you're still in the why? Oh, yeah, back in the T nine word days, exactly. Oh man, yeah. So Andrew, you've touched, or I'm sorry, not Andrew, Chaz. There we go. You've touched on a little bit. What are been some of your experiences as far as like the following and community of sounds like he might have sent me a message at some point i don't know <laughs> maybe i tried to not do the sending <laughs> but i was when you started bringing them up i was thinking man i could probably just pull up my xbox and look at some old messages that people sent me <laughs> and just start mm-hmm. laying them out on the on the on air um no i i actually would do the same thing that you guys would do and um it, it got to the point that whenever i entered into a matchmaking lobby or a multiplayer lobby at first, if nobody was talking, that's cool. I'll, I may like, you know, I may mute the one guy that has the music going on, just blasting in the background as being annoying. Then I just got to the point of like, as soon as I entered, mute everybody. Mute everybody. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I need to get in my own headspace because they're just going to want to either talk shit and I'm not good at talking shit back mm-hmm. or they're going to like degrade me for my teammate that's zero and three that like what are you talking about that i i have yeah. no control over that person i'm just trying to do what i can do after 10 hour work day so that i can actually calm down and not touch yeah. a wall but it didn't <laughs> always work out that way there's <laughs> nothing worse than having someone in one of those chat rooms like call out your stats to you in front of everybody else be like Bro, your KDR is like 0.5. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, man, you're trash. <laughs> I know for me too, it was always like the the time when I was playing these games the most and like that, that kind of peak that I was talking about earlier was like, I'm living at home with my parents. I don't have my own like TV in my bedroom or anything. So I'm sitting yeah, out here yeah. playing Call of Duty in the living room. You know, mm-hmm. my little sister and brother running around my mom, you know, I'm like, do I, some random person on the other side of the mic, like screaming the N word or whatever. I'm like, I'm trying to mute this as fast as I can <laughs> before yeah. my parents are like, you don't need yeah. to be playing this game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. back then it wasn't, oh, everything that of gameplay is going through your headset. No, it's, it's going through the TV and you can hear people through your headset, mm-hmm. not the gameplay. And yeah, and right. It goes through everything. Yeah. There, there was a couple of couple of fun times when people were yelling in the background and yeah yeah I, I i mentioned before in a previous episode where i was uh with modern warfare one and two i was playing with a wookie and his friends who were in a clan in kentucky and i tell you those uh those southern boys uh they uh they have some interesting words to say sometimes that i was just like oh my god i'm glad i'm on the team and not like you know on the receiving end of this shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so for me as well i mean i i I think all four of us have similar experiences of just going in having to mute people Mm -hmm. um Whenever I found, and again, too, like having guys who were either 
blaring music or Netflix or, you know, something just in the background that was coming through. Like, I'm pretty sure I had the plot of like a TV show spoiled for me because of <laughs> like, you know, like, someone's watching the season finale for Lost. <laughs> yeah. or so, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It probably was Lost. I don't know. Um, my response to some of the like just absolute heinous and egregious shit that I ever heard was to try to respond with humor. Mm-hmm. And that was when I would just do like I'm prone to doing impressions and voices so I just get on there and try to talk as like Christopher Walken or Mickey Mouse and be like, hey, hey, boys, we're going to go get our win. And just seeing how people would react. And if I can make people laugh, even though I'm three and 12 right now, like if mm. I can just make people laugh. Maybe they just, won't hate me. Yeah, maybe I can diffuse the situation and they won't hate me. And yeah. I have more fun being able to just try to diffuse the situation uh, with with comedy and, mm-hmm. and you just get on there as Christopher Walken and be like, "Wow, you shot me in my ass!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just to do things like that, I you know that was my my way of dealing with some of the toxicity that that is Call of Duty or Halo because mm-hmm. I am definitely not good at these games. Um, I do want to take a, a little bit of time here to just talk about toxic playing because I'm not a toxic player. Mm-hmm. But when I'm having a good round and whenever I have tried to play toxic, I get my ass handed to me. Mm. <laughs> like, it has never worked in my favor. It always works as someone being toxic against me. Like I'll get downed in war zone and then some dude will just like reload over my body mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, pick up my gear, get my money, get my, <laughs> my airstrike or something. And I'm just sitting here bleeding out and I'm like, you know what, dude? You're a jackass. Like, come on, man. Just put me out of my misery. Let me go to the gulag and die so that Chaz and <laughs> someone else from the team can res me and bring me back. Like, that'll be awesome. I'm going to cost four grand either way. Um, like, let, let's talk a little bit about toxicity uh, as far as like the actual gameplay goes. Dylan, are you a toxic player? You, I get the sense that you're not because you guys yeah. are the friendly neighborhood gamers. So. No, Dylan's no. a very heavy teabagger. Don't let him fool you. Oh shit! Okay. It depends. Hello. It hey, depends. Hello. If I kill somebody I know, yes, I will teabag them. Uh, oh, nice. But nice. Um, me, but yeah, you mostly. <laughs> um, but and you like that Earl Grey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for the most part, no, because um, it's uh, a. I'm not good enough to be a toxic gamer uh, just because (laughs) there's usually a certain level of skill that, that requires it. Like you were saying, you know, if I try to do those things, it's like, yeah, I'm going to like be cool and I'm going to like just only shoot this guy and like get all up in his face. It's like, I'm not good enough to do that kind of stuff. Uh, I I always do worse. Um, I need to ask this question. Am I the only one who's flubbed doing a melee kill from behind? Am I the only one? No. It- no. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely I have not. definitely been behind someone, mm-hmm. had an opportunity for a melee kill and totally hit the wrong damn button. Mm-hmm. Then they kill you and you get to watch it on the kill cam afterwards. Yes. Yeah. And you get yeah. to watch yourself look like an idiot again. And you're yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go play Tetris. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get to live it twice. Okay, glad yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah. yeah, so so I would say no. I'm I'm not really a toxic gamer. Like if we're playing solo, like multi or like 
in-person multiplayer shooters or something it's like that's where it can get a little bit more but it's at that point i wouldn't call it toxic gaming i would call it just like you're in the same room as your friends or you're you know like in a party with your friends like all playing and shooting each other and you're just kind of joshing each other at that point so like um but yeah no i'm i'm not I feel like the closest I've probably ever gotten to being a toxic gamer was in like Dark Souls. I would do oh, invasions sure. yeah. and like there was a a specific covenant that was like would invade people who have invaded other people. And so I would always like pop in and like send them a message being like, you're going to pay for your sins or whatever. And then like <laughs> hunt them down and kill them. Um, Love it. And so it was just kind of like getting into it. But most of the people like loved like we're into that in in the Dark Souls scene. That's the um, point of the Dark Souls multiplayer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah um, it really is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that that was pretty much. I feel like the closest I've probably ever gotten there. Nice, nice. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, I'm very, very similar. Like I said, I don't, I don't play these games enough to be good to be toxic. It's like Dylan was saying, if it's me and my siblings playing like hell yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna destroy them oh, yeah. they have to know that i'm better <laughs> yeah well i mean you're the oldest of three so, yeah exactly yeah. if it's like strangers online or whatever on the off chance that i am like doing well i'm like anxious and shaking like trying to maintain that i'm like oh my god i'm doing good i need to like mm-hmm. I, I can't screw up now i'm doing well so right, it's like right i'm not gonna be thinking about oh i'm doing so good let me rub it in these people's faces let me go teabag let me start writing out my xbox dis messages after this match you know like it's <laughs> just never really been my thing um i'm just i've always approached competitive games casually yeah. So yeah. it's kind of as as long as I've been a gamer, like I'll get competitive and I'll really I'll get competitive with people I know and I'll, I want to do well when I play online and stuff. But I've never I've never thought like, oh, my God, I'm so good at first person shooters. So like knowing that and coming from that approach, it's like being toxic or or trolling people is really never even really entered my mind. Gotcha. Uh, Chaz. I'll throw it over to you. I know you have played toxic at times as he's got his eyes wide open as I'm saying this. <laughs> so I, I, I hope that this describes me well, but I'd like to say that I'm an instigated toxic person mm. <laughs> that if, if you have been like aggressively attacking me or my, uh, my teammates or you like revenge, been, I do. Yeah, it is yeah. so satisfying. It's so whenever at that point, when someone when someone hey, gives you yeah. like a a shitty hot mic or something like that, or they try to come back at you, or they were playing kind of dirty, like yeah, mm-hmm. I'll body shot, I'll teabag, um, and whenever I'm in like a multiplayer match in a lobby, I'll I I may smack talk if I did well. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm quiet in the background <laughs> yeah. because not every game is the same. So you're not a, it doesn't always work out well, but. I, I try to be more of like a I'm toxic when instigated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like to be the deliverer of karma. But just like you guys say, if I'm not casual, like my heart races. Yeah, if I'm yeah. if I'm if I'm ready to like, oh my god, I'm doing well. Oh my god, what do mm-hmm. I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I can't figure it out. Like I I start realizing I can't calm down, so and I can't focus <laughs> on how to actually play well. I start playing bad, and then that makes my heart race more because I was doing okay, <laughs> and now I'm doing bad. It's, 
You guys remember that yeah. video games are supposed to be fun, right? Like we'll circle, <laughs> yeah. we'll circle, we'll circle I'm back. I'm not winning. That. I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah, Chaz is like, uh, like V for Vendetta, man. Mm-hmm. Like you, he's gonna get revenge <laughs> one yeah. way or the other. Um, one way leaving that in um (laughs) (laughs) like i am definitely not good at any first person shooter regardless Mm -hmm. of what chaz will tell you um my kdr in war zones like 0.41 or something that's not a good baseline though like that's not (laughs) you can't like not being good in war zone like you came into it later than everyone else the other people had already had more established you know yeah gameplay styles and modes and like like they said before, it, it's something that you haven't always been consistent with to be able to get better and such. We believe in you is what we're trying to say. You can yes, do it. My, yes. My biggest issue is that I can I I have to because Warzone particularly is like a game that I still struggle after having played it for two years. So it's like I, I go in with a multiplayer like instinct and so I wanna well, like run and gun. Yeah. 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 I so and like I I use my SMGs or my like assault rifles like that I'm that I'm comfortable with like Dylan mm-hmm. you were talking about that earlier just like I have my one or two like you know my classes that I'm like I'm comfortable with this and then I might have one with like fully loaded so that when I come back from the gulag or I get bought back by Chaz or someone else <laughs> on the team that like I got max ammo and I'm I'm good to go but I always feel like I'm just that guy that's like um anyone got any armor plates because uh i don't have any armor plates because i'm usually that guy and as i'm searching for armor plates that's when i get like shot in the dick or something so (laughs) (laughs) So you you keep saying about how you're not all that good majority of the games that we play together i'm spectating you because i've been dead for a while effing gamers don't let them fool you i'm not fooling it's usually because i did something stupid and i tried to push a 1v3 but mm-hmm. that's on me, and then yeah. I die, and John's alive, and fifty percent of the time that works for you. Anyway, I digress. Like <laughs> I, I am not nearly as good that I would hope to be, and so playing toxic is not something that I can even comprehend. But mm-hmm. I, I don't normally get as mad if someone's toxic against me. Because I know that if I get triggered like Chaz does, I don't have the means to like retaliate. So if you hit <laughs> me with a 360 no scope, it's just like, okay, cheers. Like, I don't know what you want me to do, man. Right. <laughs> like, um, you know, I can give you like a Mickey Mouse on my hot mic. Be like, oh boy, you shot me in my ass. Or, you know, <laughs> what, what, whatever it's going to be, right? Like, I could give you a good hot mic that you know, might end up on TikTok or something, but that's about it. Like I, I just don't have the capacity to, to play toxic, but, and mm-hmm. as I was saying, like a couple minutes ago, I've definitely totally just beefed <laughs> being able to play toxic. Like, you know, especially in Warzone where everyone's loading into the map and I, I, you know, I parachute in and I land right behind a guy and I just hit the wrong freaking button. Next thing I know I'm squatting. And then he turns around and just melees the shit out of me or something. <laughs> like, yeah. like that is that has totally happened before. Um but again, like like I said earlier, I always just go back to try to dissolve the any type of toxicity with humor. That's just like my go-to. Is if I can make you laugh and and we can all have a good time, I will try to to do that. Which is a good thing because a lot of times whenever you have a toxic gameplay or you have people that are playing toxic, that's only going to increase uh, the more toxic mindset of the community if you let it get to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like having a moldy fruit in the fridge, you know, it's it's just going to spread to the rest of the fruit in the fridge yeah. or in the basket or wherever you have your fruit because I'm very fruit mindset right now. Um <laughs> Because it's it, once you once you remove that toxicity and you actually don't let it affect you, then that's yeah a great way to help heal the the bowl. I so I don't know how <laughs> how Dylan and Andrew how you guys would define toxicity. Like obviously, like just being an absolute dick in gameplay is toxic right mm-hmm. and then doing like being able to record yourself doing all these special moves or, or yeah. things within game it definitely is being toxic but i would also define toxic as being a guy who tries to manipulate said game insert whatever game it is mm-hmm. t- and try to take advantage of it so like i remember back in the the modern warfare two days where you get like a dude and his buddy like boosting and get mm-hmm. one guy a nuke as fast as possible right or a guy who finds a spot on the map that is like defensible from only one area and he can just snipe everybody and get his mm-hmm. kill streak up, right? And it's like I find those things to be toxic. And like Chaz will tell you, I find those things absolutely annoying. And I will be that guy who will die 20 times to go get the the camper <laughs> and like I'll get I'll get him eventually. He'll finally get lucky with a grenade or something like that. But those types of things break the games for me. And that I consider toxic. Um, Dylan, I'll, I'll throw it over to you first. Do you kind of agree with that or, or what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things that annoys me um, when I run up against it where it's like, okay, here's, and I think it happens the most in like call of duty where it's like, yeah, you know, the one guy who is in a building and is able to like basically just gun down you as you run through to get to another part of the map. And it's, um, I, I agree. I, I will be that person. That's like, Nope, I'm like, you you've shot me twice from the same spot. Like I am going to like make it my mission to get you out of that spot. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I don't know if I'd go like that, like campers. I don't know that I would go as far as calling them like toxic. It's a style of gameplay that I don't personally like, um, but sure. if, it depends yeah. on how they got there too. Like if they glitched into that, like I remember in Halo two, um, there super were, jumps. yeah, super jumps and stuff where you could get into areas that you were not supposed to get into. And there was nothing that would ruin my enjoyment of a multiplayer match faster than, um, somebody who had managed to get into a spot where like nobody else could get them. Um, and was just kind of like, destroying everybody from their high vantage point or their glitched vantage point. So that that stuff annoys me. If they're camping, then to me that becomes more of like a I'm not good enough to <laughs> to get you out of this. Yeah. I'm not good enough to like address this issue, which is maybe I'm I'm displacing a little of my frustration onto this person, but I will hunt you down and kill you even if I die 20 times trying to get there. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, you, so and, and people that are using like cheats and stuff, obviously um, that's yeah. become more, and more common yeah. uh, where it's, you know, aim botting or whatever. Um, like that's never fun because I am not the, I am not a very competitive person just in general. Um, but when you are the level, like, I, I guess I just don't understand what you even get out of that where it's just like, sure. So you're not even like dominating with skill. Like, 
a bot is aiming for you and you're just pressing the fire button and like congrats i guess good job like so cool gotcha how about you andrew yeah i'm i'm similar where when it comes to like camping or you know like you were talking about if there's somewhere somebody got somewhere and there's only like one way to get them and they have it like locked off and there's no other options to me that falls back on the developer and like okay you guys did not design this map very well because yeah, the, the player base is going to find the optimal way to win they're going to find the meta yeah. they're going to find the best place to like hold up on the map and so if the map is poorly designed that's mm-hmm. not the player's fault necessarily i definitely think that there are and i shooters multiplayer shooters and fighting games as when it comes to community I, like i can see this parallel of like there's always a cheesy way to win yeah and that can be frustrating and annoying but if your goal is to win then that's what people are going to find is like the most surefire simplest straightforward way to win and so if that is something that is easy to do and is being commonly exploited then that for me goes back on whoever made the game it's like okay you guys need to address this when there's bots and cheating and stuff like that that is like the ultimate toxicity for me mm-hmm. yeah I, agree. I think that cheesy stuff is annoying and i agree with what you guys have said about it it is very annoying and you know depending on how loose you want to be with the term toxic could be considered toxic but it's when people are like actively breaking the game that it that that is when I will like just stop playing mm-hmm. when someone's camping or someone's like spamming me in a fighting game or something like that. Then it's like, oh, I need to figure out how to counter this. I need to figure out what I can do to, you know, put them in their place, because I know mm-hmm. that within the rules of the game, there's something that I can do to do that. But it's when it's out, karma. yeah, when it's outside the rules of the game, when they've broken the game, mm-hmm. then that's just, like Modern Warfare 2 noob tubing and all that was such a big problem. Yeah. It's like, that's just, that's not fun anymore. There's no reason to play these games mm-hmm. after that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chaz <laughs> is laughing because he did it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, well, yeah. well, Modern Warfare 1, like when I was with that clan from Kentucky, there were six of us starting a match and we would all have noob tubes out calling the first kill. And at the start of the match, beep, beep, bing, do, 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 do. You had six noob tubes all launching across the map, just trying to see who would get the first. Yeah, it was fun as a collective sense, but I'm sure on the receiving end, when you see a no, storm yeah. of grenades coming at you, no, but yeah, you need to be careful telling people you were in a clan from Kentucky. I'm just oh, oh yeah, that's a good call. Good <laughs> yeah, call, good call. yeah. <laughs> the clan did not start with the letter K. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Call of Duty. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> call spelled K A L L. Yeah, that was a different game you were playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Chaz, how how about you? I'll throw it over to you. No, I I agree with the points that they're making um, because if you find uh, an exploitable instance, it's understandable mm-hmm. if you want to use it or even just try it. But with if it's being constantly abused that's whenever i find a lot of irritation about it because that's when it's like all right well buddy we get it the developers had a flaw a game has a flaw yeah Um, and it's on the developers as to how quickly that they realize it as well as to repair it but 
it's on the community as to if we decide to continue to exploit. <laughs> right. And yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that there would be more follow-up with some of the developers. Like I, there were definitely spots in the original Verdance mask, right. For Warzone, where it was like, okay, I feel like any situation should end up or could end up in like a Mexican standoff. Like if I can see someone from this angle, they should be able to see someone who can also see me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that should also be able to transfer into multiplayer. There shouldn't be a spot that's like a, you know, where it puts you in God mode, where it's like it's defensible from one position. It's like one ladder, just set up a claymore or, a, mm -hmm. you know, bouncing Betty or something, you know, like it, it should be a, you know, it should be rock, should paper, be able... scissors, not just rock, paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. You should be able to attack it from multiple spots, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, like you, you should be able to be. Ha you should have more than one spot that's defensible i guess is what yeah. i'm saying you know kind of that mexican i'm just kind of like picturing a mexican standoff where it's like at least at least two spots i guess so right yeah um dylan as, as we're kind of gonna try to come to a close here i kind of just want to talk a little bit about like the community like of fps's and like kind of the it's not even cult followings anymore like i think back in you know modern warfare or like call of duty 4 where it kind of started the multiplayer it went from a cult to now it's just all over the world so what are some of your thoughts as far as like the actual communities for some of the fps's you know your call of duties your you know uh, that type of stuff the one that i probably have the most experience with is the the destiny community um, and I've not really had bad experience in, is in that community. Um, you know, I, I don't have a group of people that I play destiny to with. Um, and so I, any time that I want to do one of the more complicated versions of content in the, in the game, um, you have to go into like the looking for group stuff. That's part of their like companion app or whatever. Um, and as of right now, I've, I've not run into any toxicity or bad people. You know, I, when I do that, I make the group and I, um, very clearly distinguish like, you know, this is my first time in this or, you know, like this is a casual run or so. So maybe yeah, I'm just self-selecting some of the, you know, the people who are joining this run are not the people that are like looking for complicated stuff. Um, but you know, like I, I've run across several people that, you know, especially when I'll put like, Hey, this is my first time I'll have somebody random join. And it's like, they've been through it a bunch and you know, they'll usually it's, it's not, uh, it's not always verbal communication, but like they'll kind of direct like, Hey, you know, this is what we're going to do here. Or, you know, like stand right. here, jump over here, that sort of thing. Um, so, and in general, I've, I've had um, a good experience in that community and just like some of the people I, I look up stuff on YouTube with, like I found, um, you know, good people there and they seem to be like a positive community, um, online. So, uh, I don't really have anything bad to say about destiny's community. I'm sure there are plenty of toxic parts. And if you dig in, you know, to Reddit, which is just basically the, like the complaint box of the internet, um, I'm sure there's a ton of people on Reddit who are like, oh, this is what's wrong with Destiny. Um, 
but my experience with just regular people in destiny has been very good. Um, and, uh, similarly to just, you know, some of the, uh, other, I guess like hunt showdown, um, is another first person shooter that I've played. Um, and, and kind of engaged a little bit with some of the community, like done some randoms with, and it's always kind of like, I won't always plug in a mic, but like I'll hear. And you know, like the, there was one guy who was like talking to me and he's like, Hey, do you want to like go over here? And like, I would nod with my character and he'd be like, cool, let's go do that. And you know, it's, it's <laughs> always been a fairly positive experience there. Um, I think it's mostly like the call of duties and the, and the halos where I've, yeah. I've not engaged with it. I haven't really like spent much time with it, but just kind of the anything that can be very competitive has a tendency to bring out the, like the just kind of crummy human beings that, well, I'll take that back. Yeah. The, the people that, whatever is going on in their life. It's like, if I lose at this video game, that somehow says something terrible about me personally. Right. And yeah. I am yeah. now unable to like live with myself. And so I have to be better at this video game than you are because so much of my identity is tied to this. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it, it, it's one of those where it's just kind of like, you know, whenever that's going on and the stakes are that high, that's where people can get really toxic and be like, Oh my gosh, like how, how are you so bad at this game and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's when it's not fun. Um, and yeah. if I hadn't already muted the lobby, that's when it happens. So, <laughs> um, but in general, like the communities that I've chosen to gate engage with, like especially destiny has been a very positive FPS community as far as at least the parts that I've engaged with. So nice. That makes me happy because I've it's been a while since I've played Destiny 2. Like mm-hmm. I I recently popped it back in to update it uh because my buddy Don was talking about how he has a clan and he was like he doesn't really have many people to play with. And I was like, "Man, I haven't played in I don't think it's been like it's been over a year, maybe over 2 years." And I remember how when everyone was just like working on it starting up and they liked the first game, they're playing the second do you think that destiny two, as long as it's been out and around has kind of had just more of the uh, loyal followers, the loyal players that are still left playing it? I, I think it's some of that. I think it's some of like, there was definitely like I played at launch and then I took a couple years off and then I came back um, after um, they got out from under Activision And so I think once they got out from under Activision, I think it was you earlier who was talking about like communities or uh, developers listening to their community. And I think after they got out from under Activision, they were very much more able to be responsive to the community um, and have those dialogues and conversations and like tweak and change things and try to make it a, uh, a good like foster a better community versus like, well, we'd like to change these things, but Activision is telling us we can't do these things. Um, right, right, so, right. Um, so I, I think, I think it's some, the people that are still playing the game are probably much more in the, we love this game anyway, camp. Uh, and then there are definitely, uh, I think just Bungie has worked to foster a good community. Good. Um, 
How, how about you, Andrew? What are your thoughts on like the community around certain FPSs or your favorite ones? it's it's tough being you know like i've said earlier i haven't really engaged with these communities too much i think just speaking in general i'm happy that gaming has been growing you know since we're talking about like the modern warfare 2 days and stuff since then there are so many more people playing video games and enjoying them and especially with a lot of these games we've talked about being free to play like mm-hmm. it just it brings in a lot more it's a bigger audience and so the the die hard try hard audience is still there but i don't think it is the majority anymore necessarily and so i just think in general as gaming grows we see a, we see a lot of these kind of negative toxic people become a part of the community rather than the entire community. And I'm or the majority. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm glad to see that just in general, just speaking as an outsider, a lot of the communities I've engaged with have been like the souls game community and stuff like that. I don't really dive deep into a lot of uh, community stuff or engage with it too much in shooters, but just gaming as a whole, I think is growing and kind of evolving and is there's a lot more people playing it, which kind of thins out some of the, the overall toxicity and kind of the stigma around all games. But you know, that includes first person shooters and some of those like communities like uh, Chaz mentioned earlier, kind of as a joke that like kids these days couldn't survive in a modern warfare two lobby. And it's like, well, it's good that they don't have to, you know, like it's, it's good that we've kind of absolutely gotten away from that. And obviously there's still going to be issues here and there, but it just, it kind of feels like we're heading in a better direction than where we were. And that's, you know, that's inspiring to see. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. I I wholeheartedly agree with you there, Andrew. Um, Chaz, what are some of your thoughts as far as a community goes? I like how, like Andrew was saying that the communities of gaming itself, it's no longer a, a geeky thing, a nerd thing. It's no longer something that, you know, just the, Oh, the weird people play. No, everyone <laughs> has, likes to play some kind of video game, whether it's something on their phone, whether it's like candy crush or whether it's Fortnite or mm. what anything in between or all around gaming is becoming a lot more popular because they're allowed to diversify different styles of games for people's interests. And one of the things that we mentioned in a previous episode that was like absolutely groundbreaking for my mentality was there should be something that we ask when we play like John, when you and I hop online, what's, what's your mentality tonight? How are you feeling? What do you want to play? Are you ready for a serious match? Do you want to be more kidding? Do you want to play toxic? Do you want to do exploding crossbows and riot shields? Or do you want to just, you know, have fun and see what silly things we can do with trick shots? I think that communication of emotion before playing a game would be something that would be like absolutely amazing to be implemented into a lot of these games and game modes. Because if, if you're about to go ahead and play a certain game and you like a map, like if on Warzone you wanted to go play Rebirth Island, but they only have quads. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to play with quads. Like there goes my mental state. What if I don't want to play with other people? What if I wanted yeah. to just do the solo aspect? 
what if I only have the mental fortitude to just have like a duo, like a one-on-one you see right. so many times in apex legends where you try to queue in for three people and there is no third person or the third person leaves mm-hmm. because they didn't like how things were going or this or that because there was no real similarities in the mentality going into the match. If you're going into trios, you should be ready for coordinating and playing as a trio. If you go into solos yeah. or if you go into multiplayer and you just want to mute everyone, you do your lone wolf style as long as it's just a regular TDM. If it goes to more search and destroy or ranked or capture the flag or whatnot, yeah, maybe talk then. But I think there should be a better way to coordinate your mental state going into matches. And I think that will help to not only let players realize and think about what their states are before they go into play, but also bring the community together a little better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great point, Chaz. Like uh, there are definitely times where, you know, I've hopped on with, with you and, you know, the gaming group that you've started and uh, you know, we'll be in a, a round of quads and, two of us will be in the more goofy side and then the other two of us will be in the more like, man, we need to just kick the shit out of these guys. And it's like, those are two competing and opposing forces at that point. Cause right. you got half the team going, nah, we're just Lottie dog walking oh, around I the fell again. And the other half is like, I have kills for both of us. Yeah. You know? And I, I think, I think that would be, helpful i i just don't know if anybody or, or a lot of people communicate that way you know if they sign on to you know trios or or quads or something and be like hey guys you know i'm a couple beers in and i'm just kind of here for the you know laughs and and goofs and you know whatever happens happens if we make top 10 we make you know top five whatever it is i'm here to just mm-hmm. have a good time and, and enjoy some friendship and and laughs you know so two things on that one, I, I didn't really like feel that myself, like really understand myself to be able to think and ask that question before I started playing until just recently. So I don't know if a, sure. it's a maturity thing or B it's actually like more of like a self-evaluation thing and how many people really have already self-evaluated themselves, or is it something that is a movement that actually could get started of people starting to like understand themselves a little better to be able to communicate with others. Maybe some people don't want to do that. Maybe they do Two, Uh, I'm a couple beers in let's play some games there. There was, uh, I saw it on TikTok. There was somebody that had started up a beer league for older people. Mm -hmm. And I I say older people, like, you know, people in their like late twenties, thirties, whatever that want a game, but also it's a beer league. Yeah. Like we're going to play, we're going to have fun, but I may be two Michelobes in. I may be seven. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's already coordinated that that's what we're going to do going into it. We're going to have fun. We're going to drink beer. And then that may be the more social aspect because you already have the similarity. You're going into it not with randoms, but kind of randoms, people that are like with the same mindset already established. Well, if they're drinking Michelobes and they're definitely playing toxic because that stuff tastes like <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> you're drinking Michelob or Natty Bow or something like that, then I expect you to be a little angry when you die. <laughs> it's all my stepdad has in his fridge, okay? <laughs> um, 
So I, I think that's a good point, uh, Chaz. I'll, I'll open that up to to Andrew and Dylan too. What are you guys' thoughts on just like mental states going into to online play? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think we all play video games for different reasons. Um, and for, you know, one of the commonalities is for the most part, we're playing video games for at least a little bit of escapism. And sometimes for some people, the things you're trying to escape from are really stressful. And, you know, sometimes that spills out into uh, your your multiplayer gaming time. Like I said, sometimes people are very competitive and are just not good losers um, and or just not good at uh, not winning. Uh, and and that can be or they're or they're bad winners yeah, too, or bad winners. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. And so I, I think sometimes that mental state going in can, can be a little bit rough. Um, and like Chaz was kind of saying, I, I like the idea of, you know, that's why I play video games with friends mostly is because it's like yeah. going in, it's like, that's a known quantity. I like there's an agreed upon like, Hey, we know what we're getting into when we're doing this. Um, and like Chaz was saying, you know, if, if you can find a community, even if it's randoms who the understanding is like, Hey, we're just a casual group of people that is hopping in like we're just trying to have some fun and drink some beers and play some video games Uh, you know like at that point when the expectation is like we're not doing this to be competitive we're just doing this to have fun and it's a casual thing i think going in with those you may still run into people who are toxic (laughs) um but sure uh i think you're much more likely to um to not have i guess i i liken it to like going out to a bar um you know you never know who you're gonna run out run into out at a bar you know like hopefully you're going with a uh, hopefully the bar that you're going to you're gonna meet people that are kind of same mindset of like i'm just here to have a good time um yeah you may run into some people that like have a lot going on in their life and the alcohol is just letting that out uh you may run into some people that are just angry drunks you may run into um some people who are just really like not bad people just really annoying drunks um you know (laughs) like so um i think you're gonna run into that in any sort of sphere that you go into and gaming is not immune to that and so the more that you can do on your end to set yourself up to have a good time with good people i think the better so yeah um you just made me think of something too because it it, like in my experience dylan i think that there are four types of drunks you either get really angry Mm -hmm. right and just want to lash out and and just cause a scene and cuss someone out right uh you either get really goofy and just everything's funny and that's kind of typically where i'm at especially during this recording um <laughs> you you get really sad mm-hmm. and emotional where anything and everything can trigger you and you just want to cry and then the, the last one that i have seen is you just get horny as shit and you just want <laughs> you want to hump anything that moves and hopefully no one's playing call of duty that way but <laughs> I, I think th- i think those first three mm-hmm. are do you like that frag grenade da- daddy yeah yeah you like that daddy <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is oh, yeah. real good right on you. You yeah. like that Claymore? Mm. Um, but I feel like those first three emotions can definitely transfer over to types of players. Like, hopefully no one's crying losing at Call of Duty, but, you know, you can definitely get emotional. Emotional mm-hmm. isn't always being yeah. sad. It's just like, you know, hysterical, right? Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Um, uh, Andrew, I'll throw it uh, back over to you. What are some of your thoughts as far as, like, playing online and mental states and that type of thing? No, I agree completely. I don't really have too much that I can add. I think you guys have done a good job of kind of fleshing this out. I really like Chaz's idea of, you know, if games had some sort of a a prompt or a menu that came up and was like, hey, are you like, I mean, I guess to a certain extent there's casual and ranked, you know, so mm-hmm. like that splits it a little bit. Sure. But if yeah. you could kind of maybe distill that a little more and be like, what are you looking for in this experience? So we can kind of mm-hmm. keep the serious the people taking it super serious over here. And if you're just trying to like let off some steam after work and have fun with your buddies, you know, over here kind of thing. I don't know how well that would work in practice. And, you know, Dylan has done a good job of kind of pointing out that this is just, it's a a bigger social issue that happens to, you know, crop up in gaming. But Mm -hmm. I guess ultimately maybe with a point here is that communities and developers could just do a little better, maybe try some different things to, just to kind of get people thinking or or get the the groups of like-minded or similar people looking for mm-hmm. a certain type of experience kind of in that experience. But uh, yeah, like I said, right. I think you guys have done a good job of kind of hitting the nail on the head when it comes to this. Yeah, I, I don't think it's even like trying to further subdivide your playing community. It's making sure that people are matched with <laughs> you know other people that are in the same state right so mm-hmm. you're more casual right. gamers you're you know or can play with more casual guys and your guys who are playing ranked or want to mm-hmm. be more serious or you know want to maybe even uh like dive into playing toxic you know those guys are all together and then the just couch potato guys they're all together too you mm-hmm. know so it's yeah the uh, problem is I, that I the think- toxic people want to play with the couch potatoes because they're the prey yeah, so this it's is true. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's almost like they. Uh, uh, and to be fair, I'm not in any way, shape, or form a game developer, so I know that this is like there's a trade off for whatever you do. You know, like if if you introduced yeah. more skill based type stuff or more just like whatever, uh, you know, trying to match people with people who have the same mindset. Um, you know, like let's say you booted up Call of Duty and it's like, hey, what are you what are you in the mood for? Are you in for some like casual gaming or are you into like sweat lord over here? You know? Um <laughs> yeah. like you could you could answer that. Uh, but at that point it's like at what point are you no longer just almost instantaneously in a match? Like at what point is it like now I'm waiting 20 minutes to get into a match because I'm, you know, in the lobby that is least popular. Um uh, yeah, and and true. so I think there's some of that issue. It's almost like you need like a a way for players to hold other players accountable, where it's just kind of like, hey, this this player was toxic, and so you know, I don't want to play with them anymore. And it's and like I think the that- GTA lobbies where like they would you could get you all the rude or toxic players uh, ultimate mm-hmm. like if you kept getting reported or whatever they'd put you in your own lobby with other people like that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um because i feel like that's that's maybe the the way 
is just kind of like kind of like the Uber rating where it's like, hey, <laughs> I, I give each player. Uh, it's like this guy. He was chill. Five stars. This guy. He was kind of a dick two stars um and then eventually you know it's not based on skill it's not based on anything else it's just like hey is this person chill or not uh and eventually all the one and two star people have to play with other one and two star people and maybe it's a match made in heaven or maybe they all just hate it and leave (laughs) like uh damn dylan i think you're onto something there man i think we need to instill uber ratings and it's not (laughs) skill level like you said it's like and is is this guy cool to hang out Mm -hmm. like is he a good hang or is she a good hang Mm -hmm. um and versus like is is this person just a complete dickhole mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like, andrew's two, got two, two things two things off that i'm sorry um, chaz not not andrew chaz um kind of already forgot him now <laughs> um oh yeah like you were talking about ratings and whatnot and if you were to play with somebody it's like oh this person just went 17 and 2 in the couch potato lobby well maybe they should be kicked up to the next rank like the next you know oh they're 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 semi-good and not necessarily sweat lords so like you can get kicked right. out of a lower lobby and if you're doing better or worse or whatnot, I think that should be a, like a, a, an integrated part of it too. Yeah. Um, and just like how there's a beer league, there's also an app for searching for a teammate, a partner. Mm-hmm. So you can make your own profile and, you know, you can mention, you know, what games that you play and, you know, what kind of skill that you are ish. And you can actually have people, search you can search for a a partner a player or a teammate on this app and it seemed pretty cool i haven't i can't remember if i downloaded it or not I, yeah but there there are things out there and that like the 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 knowledge and the style of gaming is just ever growing and sometimes for the good sometimes for the bad but this was another good thing that i'd seen that was uh i thought was pretty cool yeah man fellas we have dove real deep into some fps's tonight man i um i can't thank you guys enough for being on the show really great to have you guys here and uh, hopefully we can do another collab something like this again really soon um appreciate your time listeners thank you guys for making it two hours plus into this shit show of an episode (laughs) but uh otherwise hope you guys had some laughs and had a good time um I will post uh, all of the information to find the Friendly Neighborhood Gamers in our show description. Please check out their show. They Mm -hmm. are really good. They put out a lot of content on Instagram and YouTube, uh, also TikTok as well. They're really, really fun. You can also check out the episode that I guest hosted on uh, as of this recording that comes out next Monday. Uh, As of today, it'll be out tomorrow. Hell yeah. Let's go. So... By the time you're hearing this episode, it will already be out. Go check that out. That will be <laughs> awesome. Uh, Chaz is currently wearing a Spider-Man face mask because he is our resident Spider-Man Looks like the expert. night started for him is what it looks like. It looks like this is yeah. just the pregame for whatever's yes, coming yes. next. All right. Well, he's going to go save the, save the city. <laughs> he's he's about to go play Toxic in Modern Warfare 2. That's what's about to happen. <laughs> um. Again, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We really appreciate all the listens and follows that we've gotten recently. Shout out to everybody. Uh, Join our Discord. That link is also in the description. And thank you again to the Friendly Neighborhood Gamers. Please go check out their stuff. Um, Anything you guys want to say in closing before we end the episode? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's it's been fun.
So Thank yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say for sure is, yeah, we really appreciate coming on here. It was a fun conversation. Uh, I think, you know, we started out talking about first person shooters, but we definitely, I feel like we got into some deep industry level uh, stuff mm-hmm. there and it was, a, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, like we interviewed John, like he mentioned. Uh, so if you want to get him, get to know him a little bit better as a gamer and a podcaster, definitely go check out mm-hmm. our episode with him. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, just really appreciate you guys having us on. It was a great conversation. Yes. Awesome. All right. Uh, Chaz, anything you want to say in closing? Nope. I'm good. All right. All right. Thank you guys again. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. See ya. Bye. Like the SPF, SPF. That's not right. <laughs> FPS. There we go. Take another I'm drink. Drunk. Go ahead. Just there we take go. another Woo. sip on that. Thing. I will take another sip. <laughs> All right. Let's get it. <laughs>